the Boston Bruins are focusing on how to close things out after a recent trend of allowing game tying or winning goals in the final minute of regulation. And could PK Subban be a trade target for Don Sweeney ahead of the March 21st trade deadline? All this and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, March 10th. The Bruins are hosting the Chicago Blackhawks at TD Garden tonight. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button on both the audio and video. offerings of the podcast so that you never miss an episode. If you're on social media, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. I've been covering this team for various outlets for 17 years. And I was reminded of my first foray into hockey writing yesterday when, uh, Gab Gowdy of FanDuel posted a question, which athlete traded from your fave team hurt you more than being cheated on? My response was Joe Thornton, and that trade prompted me to write my first hockey uh, blog post. I think it was on Blogger, Blogspot, one of those. And uh, now here we are. What is it? Uh, 17 years later uh and the Bruins like I said jumping in tonight back on home ice against the Chicago Blackhawks they have a record of seven one and one over their last nine games but there's some work to be done as they have let some points slip away over that stretch after surrendering goals in the final minute of the third period in three of their last four games one was the game winner by Trevor Zagras in Anaheim. Jacob Voracek scored the tying goal in regulation before the Bruins won in a shootout. And then Trevor Moore tied things up with 26 seconds left uh, on Monday en route to a overtime win by the Kings in Boston. Overall, though, the Bruins don't seem to be overly concerned with this recent trend more of a blip than something to be worried about or be panicking about Bruce Cassidy said the positive is we're in a position where we're right there to finish the game the team historically has had guys that have been very good at finishing things off have to get back to that mentality going into the playoffs Uh, should be in their heads that we've done this for years closed out games and at the end of the day, 
part of playing winning hockey is closing out games. And big picture, it's better to go through these struggles now than in the playoffs to be reminded of, yeah, just the need. Not that they haven't been playing till the final buzzer, but just to be smart with the puck. Don't take late game penalties. And um, yeah, Cassidy, again, not going to overreact over a seven-day stretch of late goals. But at the same time, they also do have to address it and fix it. It's not an automatic fix. Uh, Not just going to win the next draw, and that's going to solve it because they've had situations where they did win the faceoff in the defensive zone, and the team was able to get the puck back, tie things up. Uh, Colorado, before this stretch, they had some empty net opportunities. Uh, Just have to make sure they bear down, no pun intended, and uh, just be smart with the puck, get it out of the defensive zone, and uh, putting it in the right place at the right time, unlike Charlie Coyle's failed pass attempt in overtime uh, the other night. Charlie McAvoy believes that the best way for the Bruins to fix their late game lapses is to lock things down the next time they get the chance. Just take it one game at a time. Next time we're in the position, get the job done. And then, uh, you know, they did it for the first 52 games. Now there's a little outlier here that's going on, but it's a long season and stuff like that happens. So some healthy perspective there on the part of uh, Charlie McAvoy. Don't really think anyone's worried about it. Actually, he knows no one's worrying about it after a team meeting on Wednesday. And uh, it's just on the guys who are on the ice to get the job done. Speaking of guys who will be on the ice, uh, after missing Monday night's game with an upper body injury, it looks like Matt Grizzlick will be back in the lineup tonight. Uh, he practiced Wednesday, looked good, and uh, they'll make a decision this morning as to whether or not he will be in uh, the lineup. Uh, Taylor Hall took a maintenance day, did not practice on Wednesday, but he should be in the lineup uh, tonight. Jeremy Swayman will make the start against the Blackhawks. And uh, finally, Yerho Vakanainen skated in a non-contact jersey. Uh, his return to the lineup, return to full health, sorry, doesn't mean necessarily he'll be back in the lineup right away. Because, according to Bruce Cassidy, Connor Clifton has done an outstanding job in recent games in terms of consistency, more clean in his game, and uh, not going to take a guy out to see how much Vakaninen can handle. Euro needs to play. They need to find out where he's at and make sure they get him in there, but it won't be as automatic as just being healthy and he's back in because of how Connor Clifton has been playing. Speaking of Connor Clifton, I put out a tweet yesterday suggesting the Bruins could use some reinforcements on the right side. And I think that's true no matter how good Connor Clifton has been playing because they are woefully thin on the right side. And I asked if 
P.K. Subban could be a trade target for the Boston Bruins. I got 143 replies to that uh, tweet. A lot of dissenting opinions. A lot of people thinking it would be fun. We're going to talk about that here in a moment, whether or not the Bruins could take a look at P.K. Subban on the trade market. But first, a quick word about Bet Online. College basketball March tournament is finally upon us, and from all the latest odds, contests, player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sporting betting needs and info. BetOnline is the best spot for scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball, of course. They are your continued source for all sports wagering information needs like live betting, favorite Vegas casino games, hockey, basketball, hopefully baseball soon, boxing, UFC as well. Head to their website today, use your mobile device, and learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so yesterday I tweeted, I know many Bruins fans will hate this, but I'm in on adding P.K. Subban for a mid to late pick. And if Jersey retains salary, big upgrade over Clifton IMO. I might have overstated that looking at their player cards from the athletic, but my point remains. Uh, if you look at the Bruins depth chart on the left side, you have Grizzlick, Riley, Forbort, Bakaninen, Sean has played well on the right side. McAvoy, Carlo, Clifton, and then the next man up is uh, Bray Lyle from the AHL, or you take a left-hand shot and put him on the right-hand side. Um, the Bruins, yes, are believed to be interested in Jacob Chitrin. Uh, Chikrin, sorry, that would be a big upgrade on defense, but I still think they need some help on the right side. And I suggested P.K. Subban as a very low-risk, low-cost, I wouldn't say high-reward, maybe medium-reward option on uh, the trade market. Uh, Devils general manager Tom Fitzgerald said that uh, they will not be extending Subban, so he will become an unrestricted free agent this summer. Uh, now the sticking point surely is that, uh, he has a $9 million cap hit and any deal for PK Subban would require some retention for the devils to hang on to a chunk of it. It's going to be, have to be worth their while, uh, or they just let him walk come the summer since that appears to be the plan if he's still on the roster by season's end. Now, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick talked about the idea of the Devils possibly terminating Subban's contract. Uh, Moving his cap hit will be difficult at the deadline, but if both parties agree to terminate the contract, he could become a UFA 
and sign anywhere for the league minimum. Now that would be the most tantalizing approach, seeing as the Bruins would not want to or not have to give up any assets to secure his services. And the Devils wouldn't be hamstrung by retaining his salary and can still field a full lineup and give some guys um, who are competing for the team next year uh, a look. Now, uh, Shana Goldman of The Athletic, who one of my favorite hockey writers, she's been on the uh, podcast a couple months ago. Uh, she wrote a great piece this morning about uh, P.K. Subban, 32 years old, not the player he once was, not the defender who was traded to Nashville by the Montreal Canadiens, not the same player that was traded from the Predators to the Devils. Um, pretty steep decline. And over the next couple of years, certainly this season, he projects as a bottom pair defender. Um, not scoring as much as he used to. Uh, still shoots the puck at a high rate. Um, averaging about 17 minutes per game. Um, compared to Connor Clifton, he would be an upgrade offensively, but a downgrade uh, defensively. And I'm not even talking about replacing Clifton with Subban. I'm talking about adding some depth to the right side because we all know injuries happen in the playoffs um, and you need that depth. Um, Shayna writes, the right-handed rear guard actually holds the blue line at an above average rate relative to his teammates in New Jersey. Uh, when it comes to facing carry-ins against and entries that lead to scoring chances against, he can still retrieve pucks that leads to exits and an above average rate. Um, you know, he's, Eclipsed on the depth chart in New Jersey by Damon Severson, who would be an attractive option, although very expensive, and Dougie Hamilton. Um, again, he doesn't have the same highlight reel ability that he did in the prime of his career, still carries some value as a third pair defender and could perform well, especially if he has a strong partner to balance his game on a playoff team. For a contending team in need of depth, there's still value for the right-handed defenseman, according to uh, Shayna. Now, again, the uh, kicker is his um, cap hit and what it would cost to pick him up. But I still think, you know, if teams are willing to cough up a first-round pick for a guy like Ben Sherratt in Montreal then a mid to late round pick for PK Subban should be worth considering in my opinion. Uh, Shayna concludes her article by saying, um, you know, if Ben Sherratt is worth a first rounder, anything is possible. Uh, it's going to be a challenge to maneuver unless depth defenders are the hottest commodity on the market. Uh, perhaps a third team jumps in to retain part of the salary. 
there has to be a legitimate conversation if teams will feel like investing anything for Subban at this point in his career. Again, the ideal situation would be that buyout and they can sign him for the league minimum. Um, I don't know if you want to give up assets for him at this point in his career, although, yeah, a third, fourth, fifth round pick would be fine. Devils likely would want to get something instead of letting him leave as a an unrestricted free agent for nothing. Um, and again, yeah, Clifton has played really well. Bruce Cassidy's happy with his game. I probably overstated the gap between the two players. Uh, but I do think the Bruins do need some depth on the right side. Uh, they've been talking about Chikrin, Jacob Milton, and San Jose. These are all left-hand shots. The Bruins just committed to Mike Riley and Derek Forbort. Perhaps one or both. Not the wisest move. Um, and maybe they're having buyer's remorse there, but unless you're going to move one of those guys out to bring someone else in, the depth is there on the left side and the right side is, uh, is what should be the target for me. Just, it would be fun to have PK Subban on the Boston Bruins. Same as, um, Phil Kessel. I'm still in on that. Now I know a lot of you pointed to Subban's slew footing reputation, not a clean player per se, perhaps not great in the locker room. Wouldn't get along with the likes of Brad Marsh. And I think we're kind of underestimating how hockey players are a pretty welcoming bunch. All things considered, they can separate what happens on the ice with uh, the locker room setting. And if it's just for a couple of months, then I think they can work it out. Uh, not to mention Subban, again, heading into unrestricted free agency, playing for another contract and motivated to win a Stanley cup, which is something that has eluded the uh, Norris trophy winner to this point in his career. Uh, kind of like a Thomas Coberley situation with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, back in the day, not the player he once was, but still able to contribute at some point. All right, we're going to end the show with some news and notes from around the NHL, but I want to thank you once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins the first listen every day. Now check out the Locked On Fantasy Podcasts. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the experts of your fantasy league, free and available wherever you get podcasts. So breaking news here as uh, Elliot Friedman's reporting Rasmus Ristolainen and the Philadelphia Flyers appear to be closing in on a contract extension worth $5 million. Some people had suggested to me that maybe they could go after him. Uh, I mean, yeah, he would have been a third pair defenseman for this team. Not at that AAV. And quite frankly, he's just not worth investing in. He's probably maybe a bit better than Subban, but at the same time, just different 
circumstances would have cost way more to acquire. And um, the Flyers seem intent on uh, on keeping him anyways. A couple names that have come up in uh, trade talk lately, Riley Smith. Uh, Larry Brooks is reporting that he makes sense as a playoff rental for the New York Rangers. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights likely will have to cut some salary to accommodate Mark Stone if he comes back prior to the um, the playoffs. Uh, right now he's on LTIR, kind of going the Nikita Kucherov route there. But um, if he comes back, then that could be a, a problem that they'll have to navigate. Uh, and I wanted to um, give a shout out to Yarmir Yager, who uh, put together a uh, charity game for Ukraine the other day. Uh, very cool of him to do that over in the Czech Republic. Kind of ironic as Alex Ovechkin tied his goal mark uh, the other night. And uh, a lot of complicated politics going on there, but uh, good on Yager for, yeah, just using his platform to help some families in need over in Ukraine. And we continue to think about all the families affected by the ongoing uh, invasion of, uh, of Ukraine. I think that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Quick TV update. We finished Pam and Tommy last night, which was pretty entertaining. Uh, I feel bad for uh, Pride of Canada, Pamela Anderson, after watching that. And uh, definitely entertaining and worth the watch. However, um, what else? I started Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max, which is a, a hilarious a pirate show starring uh, Reese Darby, some other familiar faces that you will recognize. Um, highly recommend that. I'm hoping to check out Winning Time, the new Lakers show, um, sometime between now and when the next episode drops on Sunday. And all caught up. Well, not all caught up, but I'm up to season five in my Better Call Saul rewatch, and that drops on Netflix in a couple weeks. So I'll watch that before the final season drops. Anyways, happy Thursday, friends. Hopefully the Bruins can take care of business tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll be back on tomorrow's podcast to recap that. And uh, Monday, I'm going to be joined by Lauren Campbell of uh, Nesson, as well as co-host of the Locked On Red Sox podcast to talk Bruins and find out what's happening in the world of baseball as well. So take care. Have a great Thursday. Go Bruins tonight. And we'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.